So you're drafting for your fantasy basketball league this weekend. NBA preseason has been shaking things up a little bit, and you want some up-to-the-date advice on who you should target and who you should fade. In this episode, my special guest is going to give you some gems, jewels, on who you should be targeting and fading in your fantasy basketball draft. Welcome to the Believe in Fantasy Basketball Podcast. The weekly show dedicated to helping fantasy managers like you crush your league and bring home multiple championships. Now, your host, Robin Marks. We believe every NBA fan who plays fantasy football should also play fantasy basketball. This episode is presented to you by Bet Online. It's a Texas showdown in the postseason, and Bet Online is your number one source for all your baseball wagering info with up to the minute stats, news, scores, and matchup breakdowns. Get the latest game odds, spreads, and totals from the NFL and college football at your fingertips with Bet Online's real time updates on statistics, news, and odds. We have everything you need to stay up to speed on each LCS all the way through to the World Series. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code BELIEVE to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Today's guest is one of my favorite people to have on the show. He's worked for Fantrack, Sports Ethos, Rotowire. Today, he is a part of the Fantasy Basketball International team, Adam King. Thank you, sir. Good to be here and, and hoping that I can provide people with uh, a few players to target uh, and a few players not to target. Yep. And when we talk about the um, preseason, how much... Uh, influence does that have on you when you're giving information do you make adjustments like Jordan Poole went for 40 to 41 I think last night <laughs> what what kind of the those kind of uh, performances do they influence you at all uh look I mean I, I pay attention but I, I don't I don't I don't usually make significant changes uh Zach and I, uh, Zach Hanshu and I, on our show yesterday, we talked about the Eastern Conference uh, preseason to this point and any significant moves or, or player news or anything like that. There isn't a lot um, to take out of it other than those players or those teams where we had some questions about their rotation. So a good example is uh, today, earlier today, the Spurs played and uh Pop has come out and said that Jeremy Sotan is going to start as point guard. We weren't sure whether that was going to happen. We thought it might be Trey Jones. But with the news that it's going to be Sotan, you have to draft him, I think. Um, He was going undrafted in a lot of leagues, but if he's going to start and play 32 minutes, he's not necessarily a good point guard. We, We don't know yet how successful this is going to be. But given that they're rebuilding, they've got the luxury of, rolling him out there for a month or two months. They don't need to put him out there for a week. If it's not working, we'll we'll change direction because they don't want to win anyway. So I think he needs to be drafted. Talon Horton Tucker has been starting at point guard uh, for Utah, which I don't think any of us thought was going to happen. If that carries through to the regular season, 
we saw at the end of last season he was fantasy viable. He was he was putting up good numbers, so he's someone else that we might target. Um, as you said, Jordan Poole went for 41 today. Uh, so, I mean, he's being hyped already. Um, so you don't really make any significant changes, but it does add to our confidence that he is going to be the first option on offense. He has got a license to shoot. Um, he's going to get to the free throw line. He was 15 of 16 from the line. If you've got a guy that's getting to the line, I mean, he's not going to get there 16 times a night, but if he can get there eight times a night and hit 92%, that makes a big difference in your fantasy week, your fantasy season. Um, so there's little bits that we take away from the preseason, but usually it's nothing significant. Very nice. Very nice. So we're just a few days away from tip off. I'm hyped. Like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm up mad early for these shows. So I'm yep. like, I don't need any coffee, but how, you know, I, I, I'm just charged. With that being said, lots of people are drafting like this weekend. Like people yep. are doing right to the wire. Some are even doing on Monday. Talk to me about some last minute draft targets that people need to pay attention to for their fantasy basketball drafts. So I've come up with five. Uh, I could have come up with more and and I purposely left a few off the list because I do have a couple of big drafts coming up this weekend and I don't want people in my leagues watching this and knowing who I'm going to target, um, especially in one of my big leagues is an auction draft. So it, it doesn't, it, it's there's no risk like in a snake draft, they, they can only get them at certain points. In an auction draft, if they know I'm after a player, They'll just pay out, pay up, and pay up and, and get my money um, off the board. So there are a couple that I left off purposely. Um, so as I said, I've got five names. I've got Terry Rozier, Jakob Pertle, Marcus Smart, Markel Fultz, and Ben Simmons. So I've got their stats and I've got their ADPs. Terry Rozier's ADP is 80 this season. Um, he ended last season uh, as the 97th ranked player. So looking at that, you go, okay, maybe that's about right. But if you look at the two seasons prior to that, he uh, he was 29th and 38th. LaMelo Ball is hopefully going to be healthy this season. Um, and if you look at his numbers from last season, they're as good as those two previous seasons where he was a top 40 player. The big difference is the efficiency. So if he can maintain that production, lift his efficiency and with – the ball is going to be out of his hands a little bit more, so he's not going to be trying to score off the dribble. He's going to be put in positions to score. Uh, I think he can blow through 80. I think he could be a top 50 player quite easily. Um, I'm not saying it'll happen. And you don't want to draft him at pick 50. You can probably get him at 75, 80. Um, but he's someone that I'm targeting. Jakob Pertl, very similarly, um, last season was not a good season for him. He was he was with the Spurs for the first, what, two-thirds of the season and really struggled, didn't look engaged. His ADP is 82. He finished last season at 68. I would consider 68 as probably his floor um, because, as I said, he was not that good last season. So he's one of these players that is undervalued every season, every season. Um, but we've seen him put up um, sort of top 60 value, top 50 value at times. Um, you know what you're going to get from him. He's in that sort of group of guys like Mark Williams, Dan Gafford, uh, Nick Claxton, 
Miles Turner, Brooke Lopez, these guys that are going to get high block numbers um, really only help you in limited categories. But Pirtle is actually someone who can pass a little bit, so I think there's a, a bit of upside there. Uh, the Raptors lost Fred Van Fleet, so I just think he's very secure in his role and really worth a look. Um, I'd be happy to grab him at pick 70. Uh, Marcus Smart, uh, his ADP is 88. Last season, again, not a good season, but he's in a much better position this year. Um, no Jar Morant for the first 25 games, and that's minimum. Um, Jar Morant will get injured at some point. Um, his game lends itself to ankle injuries, things like that. So Marcus Smart uh, could have that role for 30 games, 35 games, and even when Jar Morant is back, um, they're going to need a lot from Marcus Smart. They're in a position where they want to be pushing for a title so we've seen him put up top 60 value. He doesn't need to be high usage. He gets steals. He gets assists. So if you can get him at 88, I think he could be a top 60 player, um, top 50 for the first two months, um, and then settle back into that top 60 range. Markel Fultz is one of the guys I'm really high on this season. His ADP is 95. He finished last season as 90, and I'd... Uh, I'm pretty confident that he'll improve on what he did last year. Um, he came into the season with an injury. He took a while to get going, but he's really figured things out. And if you watch the Magic play, they really need him on the floor. They look a lot better with him out there. Um, he runs the show for them. So despite the fact they drafted Anthony Black, I still think Fultz uh, could be a top 60 player this season. Um Top 70, top 75 floor, I think. So if you can get him in the 90s, uh, I think there's value there. And then the last guy I've got, uh, as I said, is Ben Simmons. A very divisive player. Some people love him. Some people hate him. Um, this has nothing to do with the Australian bias because if you talk to a lot of people in Australia, he's actually not really well liked here because he has never played for the Australian team. So um, nothing to do with it. I just think that the upside for him, if you can get him at 123, which is what his ADP is, last season per game, or if I open the right screen, uh, last season per game, which I think you would consider his worst case, he was terrible, they played him at centre, he was 137th per game uh, with averages of 6.9 points, 6.3 rebounds, 6.1 assists and 1.3 steals. You know he's going to kill your free throws, you know he's not going to hit threes, but... I could easily see him getting that back up to 12 points, um, seven rebounds, seven assists, one and a half steals. If he can get up to that, he'll be top 90, top 80, uh, and he has top 50 upside. And if you're punting, it, even more so. So they're the five guys that I'm, I'm targeting. As I said, there are others, but I'm not going to talk about them. Your, your secret is safe with me, Adam. <laughs> uh, one thing about Ben Simmons, talk to me about – how, like, should people reach a little bit for him? Because he, I, I see him going off the board earlier and earlier mm. and earlier. Like, how many spots, you know, what is the buffer for, like, reaching, like, on Ben Simmons? Uh, a lot of it depends on your build with Ben Simmons because he is very punt or, or category dependent. Um, as I said, he, he destroys your free throws. He's not going to shoot threes. We know that. Um, so very dependent on on how high you reach as to what you're building and what you need from him. Um, but I'd be okay taking him around 100. Um, I think if you can get him outside the top 100, 
there's it's it's low enough that the the reward outweighs the risk because you're in the what are you in there like the ninth round or something like that so at that point you've probably got your starting unit together so you're looking at your bench your reserves your utility guys maybe um if he plays for three weeks and, he, and he's terrible or he hurts his back, you drop him, you pick someone else up. But if he turns into a top 50 player in, in your build, that could potentially win your league. So, uh, yeah, look, I think I took him I took him at about 98, I think, in a draft yesterday or the day before. Um, the more we see him in the preseason, the healthier he looks, the higher he seems to be going. Um, so I think... I think, as, as I said, as long as you can get him around that 100 mark, anywhere beyond that, he's fine. I love that. I agree with that. I, I, I drafted him in the late 90s the other day, and I was really yeah. excited about it. It was after those highlights came out with, like, the behind-the-back yeah. pass. I was like, okay, I'm drafting him. Um, yeah. So let's talk about players we need to avoid. Are there uh, a few people that you want to share with the folks so they can just kind of stay away from those landmines? Yeah, look, five guys here as well, and, and I won't go into it as much detail on these. But um, first one I've got is interesting. I, I put his name there and then I, I sort of second-guessed myself and I, I wasn't sure. And I'm doing a show tomorrow with Alex Reclean about play. I can't think what the title of the, the show is, but it's basically we're going to be talking about players that we're afraid we might be wrong about. So, And, and I think this guy will, will be on my list, and that's DeAndre Ayton. Um, his ADP is 49, which I think is fine. Um, he's obviously, he's moved teams. He's he's talking about the whole dominating thing. It's his time, he's going to prove himself. And he has the ability. We, we've seen it. So we do know what he can do. So that's why this is a tough one for me. But my concern is that we saw him when he when he was drafted uh, the first year that he played in Phoenix they were terrible uh, and and I remember watching him play and he looked like a spoiled brat on the court who if they're not winning he's not getting the ball enough he basically just had a whinge and didn't want to play he didn't look engaged I'm worried that if that happens in Portland um, and he's not because he's playing with Scoot Henderson, uh, Anthony Simons, Shaden Sharp, Jeremy Grant. So there are guys on that team that are going to want the ball and are going to get the ball. And so I'm worried that if he doesn't get his own way or isn't sort of prioritised maybe as high as he thinks he should be, he may react that same way and, and not be as engaged and, and might play like we have seen him at times in Phoenix where he just doesn't look like he cares. So... That's my concern. I think 49 is okay, but he's someone that I'm not drafting because I, I want to see what his attitude is first. Um, next guy is Buddy Heald, uh, whose ADP is 82, which, again, I think that ADP is fine, but he's just someone that I'm probably not drafting given the uncertainty uh, regarding his role. It looks like he's going to come off the bench, which he doesn't want to do. So I think he's traded at some point. We don't know where he's going to go, and we do know he can be a top 40 player, he can be a top 50 player, but his value is really reliant on certain categories. So threes, uh, points to some degree, but threes are category, is a category that you can get later in drafts. So as I said, I think 82 is okay if you want to grab him around that area, but I'd rather grab like Benedict Matherin, um, and there's other guys there that I think their role is a little more secure. 
Jonas Valanciunas at 96, which, again, I think at that point in the draft, if you're drafting him, you probably just need a centre. You might have a two-centre league. We saw last season when Zion was healthy that Valanciunas was playing 18 minutes a night. Um, Zion is healthy now. Uh, He looks good. We don't know if he's going to stay that way, but they have come out and said they're going to play Zion at centre at times. They like Larry Nance alongside Zion as well. Um, so if if that happens again, Valanciunas is only playing 18 minutes. He's not a top 100 player. He was outside the top 100 last season. So he's fine. I mean, he, he doesn't hurt you in free throws, which is always a bonus when it comes to those big men. But he doesn't really get defensive stats. Um, he's only going to get you 12 points. Uh, so... There's guys, again, at that range, like Dan Gafford. We talk, I've talked about him sort of ad nauseum to some degree. I'd rather him, for instance. Um, Kevin Durant, I went through this list and then I went, oh, I can't really find late guys because once you get, as we said with Ben Simmons, once you get past pick 100, it doesn't matter. You roll the dice, you grab your guy. Even if it's a projected to be a top 140, you take him at 100. It doesn't matter because you're usually chasing categories at that point. So I went back to the top of the list and and Kevin Durant's ADP is 11. Um, And for me, there's just guys that I'd rather around that range given his recent injury history. Uh, So I would take guys looking at the ADPs, I'd rather take LaMelo Ball. uh, I'd rather take Lillard. I'd rather take Giannis probably. Um, Kyrie Irving potentially, Anthony Davis potentially, and and I know people will say, well, Anthony Davis is injury prone as well. Yes, he is, but I think his upside is higher. He's younger. Uh, I think the Lakers are ready to transition into this being his team to some degree, so I'm pretty confident Anthony Davis will be a first rounder this season. Um, So there's just a few guys there I'd I'd probably rather take than Kevin Durant just because of I think he probably only plays 60 games. 55 maybe. And then the final guy I had is Jalen Brown. Um, his ADP is 36, which, again, that feels okay. But for me, it's a little bit high. So I went and I had a look at his stats uh, from the last three, four years. And he's basically a perennial top 50, top 45 player. Uh, and I'm just not sure where he improves um, this season taking forever for his page to load up. Here we go. So last year he was uh, the 47th ranked player. He was 36th the year before. Um, that That's his best ever finish. Uh, and as I said, his ADP is 36. So we would be expecting this to be his best season. They have Kristaps Porzingis now. Uh, so that is another legitimate offensive threat. So if you look at his numbers from last year, uh, 26.6 points, 6.9 rebounds, 3.5 assists, 1.1 steals, 2.4 threes, 49 from the field, 76 from the line. I just, I'm not sure where he improves to get a round of value on top of that. Um, I don't think his steals go up. I don't really think his scoring can go up. In fact, I think that comes down. Um, so I, I would see him more as a like a back end of the fourth, early fifth. But I think people like that, the fact that he's pretty solid in that range and he's generally pretty healthy, but he has had some soft tissue injuries in the past. So there are guys that I would rather target um, at that, that turn on the, on the third and fourth round. Very nice. 
Hey, Adam, you're always providing us with tons of value. Can you just take a minute to share your social handles and anything you have coming up? Yep, uh, at AdamKing91 on Twitter, fbibasketball.com is our website. All of our stuff's on there, player rankings, Discord. Um, we've got plenty of content coming out over the next week, lots of podcasts. Uh, myself and Zach are doing our week. Um, our, we did our show yesterday and we've got another episode coming out early next week. Um, so, yeah, look, lots of content, lots of pods. Once the season starts proper, uh, I think we're going to have five five episodes per week, every week. So trying to build to seven, uh, we'll get there eventually, but at the moment we're at five. But considering at the start of last year we had one, uh, I, th I think we're progressing nicely. That is amazing. And are all of the shows, are they like different shows? Like is it going to be like Noah's show or is it seven of Balls Deep? <laughs> so there, there'll be two Balls Deep Um so I'll be doing uh, the weekly show with Zach, which will just be a looking at the week, what happened, what's going to happen in the next week. Uh, I'm doing a streaming show with Michael Fiddle, who's our new DFS betting expert. Uh, we'll be doing a streaming show every Saturday. Noah is doing his show every Thursday, I think, uh, or Thursday or Friday. Matt Lawson is doing a dynasty show every week. Uh, and we've also got, I believe, um, Karan Talwa, who is our other one of our other analysts, I think he's going to be doing a nightly show, uh, like a box score breakdown kind of a show. So it'll be a 20-minute, 30-minute show, um, five, five nights, four or five nights a week, I think, day, and I think he's debuting his show. And don't quote me on this, but I think it's on the 24th, on opening night, I think he'll be debuting his new show. That is awesome. Well, we appreciate what you and the team are doing for the fantasy basketball community. And I can't wait to have you back on the show, Adam. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Believe in Fantasy Basketball podcast with Robin Marks. Join our free Discord community at BelieveInFantasy.com and follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Believe in Fantasy. This episode was presented to you by Bet Online, where the game starts.